fellow students of Seneca here. Thank you for joining me. It's Jono here. Today I'm going to be talking through sources of common atmospheric pollutants for your GCSE chemistry exam. It's important for your exam. It's important for life. So it's going to be a good podcast. Let's dive into it. We're going to start by talking about the carbon footprint. Now, a carbon footprint is a measure of the total amount of greenhouse gases emitted as a result of a particular service, event or product. That's a key definition I would learn for your exam. And there are a few ways that we can minimize our carbon footprint. So let's start, let's get personal. Let's see what we can do on an individual level. Basically, we can maximize the efficiency of the energy we use, minimize the waste we produce and use renewable energy sources. What about the big people at the top, governments? Well, governments can reduce carbon footprints by imposing emission-based taxes, caps, and emission licenses. There are a few cute little techniques we can use as well. We can do uh, carbon capture and storage. Basically, carbon dioxide is produced by burning fossil fuels and we can capture it and store it underground so it's not released into the atmosphere. We can also have a little bit of offset action. We can compensate for emissions by planting trees and trees remove carbon dioxide from the atmosphere through a nice little process called photosynthesis. Okay, so carbon footprints can be reduced by minimizing waste, planting trees, using renewable energy sources, and imposing emission-based taxes. Now, this is all well and good, but honey, we all know life can be a struggle, and there are some barriers to reducing carbon footprints. So, first things first, we've got to talk about economic factors. And governments are sometimes worried that making the required changes could restrict the economic development of their country. And this attitude is most common in developing countries. Now, we also need to talk about social factors. People in developed countries might not want to change their lifestyles. Maybe they have like a cute Ferrari they like to drive around or a big old Range Rover. And some societies don't make progress as their people are not educated on the importance of changing lifestyles. Now, there are also some political factors and countries have different opinions about the right course of action and this can spread uncertainty. Countries aren't sure what other countries would do when presented with a potential international agreement, so there can be hesitancy to sign anything. There are also some scientific factors, because scientists don't agree on the causes and consequences of climate change. There isn't a consensus, and this is preventing scientists from making significant advances. So, what are some of those barriers again? It's insufficient education, economic development, resistance to lifestyle changes, and scientific disagreements. That brings us to the end of this episode. I hope this was a useful run through. And if you're intrigued and you want to keep learning, which you should, make sure you check out the next episode where I'm going to be going into a bit more detail about some more sources of common atmospheric pollutants. Thanks for listening and good luck with all of your revision. If this episode has got you in the mood for more revision, or you just realised how close your exams are, then just head over to SenecaLearning.com where you can revise all of your GCSE subjects absolutely free. If you're on Apple Podcasts or Anchor, you'll find the link in the bio. If not, just type in SenecaLearning.com and you'll find us. And while you're at it, if you could rate us five stars and subscribe or follow all of our revised podcasts that cover every subject you need, then that will help other people find our podcasts.